0: HBO's Great Chicago Fire of TV show. <laughs> *A Game of Thrones*. Did you know that uh, up to f- 300 people died in that fire? I am just aghast uh, at <laughs> these introductions. I'm running out of running out of steam, guys. All right, and over 100,000 residents' homes were uh, were destroyed. Can you believe that?
1: Yeah, no, the, the uh, similarities are striking between this show and Death Fire.
0: <laughs> I mean, it just adds up. You think there's a conspiracy theory or something. Yeah. Anyway, this is a shame of Thrones. I am Doug. That is Brian. Uh, we're here uh, currently until the next season of Game of Thrones comes out to recap uh, every Game of Thrones episode uh, in a massive, um, would you say, regrettable rewatch project? <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah. No, every day of my life. I, I, no, no, it's fun. I enjoy watching episodes. I enjoy talking about the episodes, and uh, they always make me think even if they are turd sandwiches. I agree, uh, and uh, yeah, yeah it, it,
0: you're right. I, I mean, I piss and moan about this, but obviously we're doing this voluntarily. It's not like there's a guy you
1: don't like. Some to. of us are.
0: Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's not like our friend dragged us into it or anything, but um, <laughs> But yeah, it's it's fun times, and you're right. Even when the episode sucks, there's still like one or two redeeming moments that are either thought provoking or are interesting.
1: Uh, I mean, it's just a good show. Uh, but it, 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 and also the bad moments are often so bad that it's 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 worth watching because you're like, Jesus. I mean, not not necessarily like a bad from the like the room starring that Tommy whatever was so or whatever that guy, but bad as in like you, you're just so baffled with the choice that it's yeah, like it Birdemic or something. Yeah, sure. I haven't seen that. That's on the list, but sure. Uh, yeah,
0: I agree with you though. Uh and there's a couple shameful moments, uh keeping in the, the uh the show's uh theme here. Uh, this is one of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah this there's, there's a couple yeah. of them in the show. Uh so let's uh jump right off. Um so we open with uh a little girl going pee pee. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's doing so in private, it's Aria, they're on the way to the wall. Uh sure Germaine like that. Yeah, I'm sure that fucking creep. Anyway, uh, she's uh, peeing in private to not be discovered as a girl by the rest of the Night's Watch recruits. Uh, and on the way back to camp, she has a pleasant conversation with Jaqen and his two cage companions. Uh, Jaqen seems kind of nice, but the other two guys, uh, I don't know. One of them threatens to rape her anally with a stick, so he doesn't seem very nice. Um, and we'll talk about Jaken in a second. Uh, anyways, the gold cloaks show up out of nowhere and Arya immediately assumes it's for her and runs off and hides with Gendry. Yorin, um, uh, is not having any of it and tells the men that they can't have any of the guys that are in the Night's Watch because they're now in the Night's Watch and, uh, forgiven for their crimes in the real world, which I don't know, they haven't taken the vow, so that's another technicality that we can get into later, but... Mm. Before they leave, the Gold Cloaks announce that they will be back and they're looking for the bastard uh, Gendry. And everybody is puzzled by this, uh, including Arya and Gendry himself. Um, so, yeah, going back to uh, Jaikin, what, what the fuck is Jaikin doing in the cells? What is he doing going uh, north with a nice watch? And how is he able to keep these two other psychopaths in line? You would think they would just like make. You know he's got long hair he's kind of girly looking you think he would be the the cage bitch for you know gay for this day? um but somehow jacon has these guys in line
1: yeah i don't know I, I that that exact question popped into my head uh there's no backstory on why he's in there i mean one theory could be this the idea that the that this is predetermined that they were the faceless men were attempting to make this happen but still it just doesn't make any. I, I, just doesn't make any sense, and I don't remember anything in the books explaining why there, it he's isn't in the explained. cage. Yeah, and you see him later in episodes. He's such an incredible assassin. How is he not getting away from the the reason that he's in the the cell right now? Right. I, I, th- that doesn't make any sense to me either.
0: It definitely doesn't add up, and it's uh, intentionally vague. I would assume. Yeah, uh, but it does make you wonder: Why is this guy? Um, how did he get captured? First of all, it doesn't seem like a guy who would get captured easily um how is he able to keep these other two psychopaths and they're obviously psychopaths i mean i
1: mean mean, the simple explanation would be he was caught murdering somebody i take the black done and done
0: yeah but he could go uh you know take off his face and go who what are you doing
1: you got the wrong guy why
0: am i in handcuffs and the guy and the guy arresting him would go wait a minute yeah you're not that long-haired hippie i arrested for murder uh I don't know what the fuck's going on but I'm going to let you go. Maybe I don't know. You would think there's ways yeah. he could get out of it. Uh yeah. so it definitely uh is great fodder for uh conspiracy theories. Uh Mm-mm. and then yeah, these guys come to finish their uh bastard uh genocide. The bastard purge. A bastard purge. It's like the purge only <laughs> you're safe if you're not a bastard. So it's not a very successful exactly. movie. <laughs> It's just that one guy in the uh, the movie theater going fuck.
1: Oh no, <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, but uh, yeah, um, I wonder. Yorn's obviously. I I assume he thinks they're after Arya as well. Is my explanation for this why he is such a, um, you know, he's yes. gets his ass hair up for defending these recruits. Uh, he might do it otherwise, but. Obviously, he's taking a quite a big risk, um, spiriting away Ned Stark's daughter, who is a you know confirmed traitor, um, away from King's Landing. She's obviously wanted, so I would imagine that's the reason he's defending uh, these guys off, right?
1: Yeah, I guess so. But then once he finds finds out it's Gendry, he doesn't just turn Gendry in, uh, which you would think that if he didn't give a shit about these. These a uh, street rats oh, No, from- He can't,
0: he can't like call the guy back and go, Oh, Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. You can have that guy. Like, it, yeah, he, it, could. It, Why he not? could, but I, I'd, I think he'd look like a, an, an idiot. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I agree with that. And I wonder if there is possibility that he has some idea of what Gendry is or who Gendry is. Not that that was ever given to us in the show, but I wonder if that's uh, a possibility. Well, he's definitely like, thinking, no, thinking no about answer.
0: it if he's, if he wasn't thinking about it before he is now. So
1: yeah. Yeah. And I did enjoy this scene ari beating the cage of, of these prisoners with his- <laughs> that was pretty funny and, and i it was uh jockin had the line uh, a girl has more courage than brains or something on those lines he still so calls I, her
0: a boy but yes
1: yeah okay yeah that so i don't know if um again so many questions whether he knows who she is and if this was part of his mission and so on and so forth but uh it, this scene wasn't bad I thought this one was a
0: decent one. No, it's definitely a decent scene. And, you know, this is – and I hate to say it, but I I think I said this last week. We're following all these people that we're not big fans of um, now that Ned's gone. Um, And Arya is one of the ones that we're still like a – is still a fan favorite. So, um, you know, starts off we feel scared for her. You know, she's in hiding. She's on the run. um, Getting back
1: alley haircuts.
0: (laughs) This back alley Sally's getting back alley haircuts. Um, and she's pretending to be a boy, so we got this cross-dressing uh, thing going on. It's all quite exciting. So yeah. I, I'd say this episode started pretty solid enough. Um, Agreed,
1: and I only say that to highlight because there were a lot of scenes I was not a fan of in this episode. So yeah, uh, moving a- on, we go to Tyrion in King's Landing. He is, is strutting around, arrives at his chambers, and finds that Varys has met Shay. Um, somehow, Varys knows that Shay is not supposed to be there. Which kind of seemed odd to me because I don't know how, if it was just a conversation between Tywin and Tyrion, yeah. how varies would know. It doesn't really make a lot of sense in reality or the reality of the show, but I think it has to happen for the character arcs to occur. Apparently, shay has been working in the kitchens. varies knows something is up uh, about her. Uh, there is a disgusting fish pie joke.
0: <laughs> I wrote the same thing. Jesus this was Christ. just
1: Goddamn awful. That's awful. And Not revolting.
0: funny. Revolting. No. And-
1: uh, yep. So at the end of the scene, uh, Varys and Tyrion leave to go attend a small council meeting. Uh, Varys has apparently made a veiled threat, or at least Tyrion perceives as a veiled threat. Which you know we know we've seen various uh, lord knowledge over people prior to this. Tyrion set, throws it right back at him and threatens him to throw him in the sea. He doesn't appreciate veiled threats, and Tyrion is straight to the point, whereas Varys likes to speak in um, metaphors or similes or yeah. you know, doesn't speak directly about things, and Varys is nonplussed about the whole thing. Varys survives because he knows so many things, more or less.
0: All right, and before we move on, I just want to say that I think it was a threat, but it was also him showing his value, saying, you know, listen, if you're a friend to me, I can be a friend to you, uh, showing his worth, I, I would say. Um, almost ingratiating, but at the same time saying, listen, I can either be your friend, and I can get this kind of information from other people, or you can make me your enemy, and I can
1: hurt you real bad because of what Yeah, I, know. I, I agree with you. I didn't interpret the interaction as much of a threat as Tyrion probably did. But, yeah, me neither. Uh Tyrion's, uh, from his point of view, in this situation, he probably interprets any knowledge of, of Shay as a threat because of the, of what Tywin has said to him prior to the scene,
0: right? And it is it, it. I mean, there's no bones about it. It is a veiled threat at the very least. Uh, sure, you know. Uh, but I, I'm willing to forgive it. It's it's yeah. it's fine. And it, once again, it sets up Tyrion being overly protective of
1: Shay, and they're in love. Well, one of them is, yeah. So, uh, we head to, to the small council meeting next, and the small council receives the demand from Alton Lannister. Uh, they get the update on Jamie as well. Is that, well, his that name, Alton? Yes, yes, Alton Lannister. Mm-hmm. Terrible. Maybe it was named after Alton Brown, I hope. Uh, otherwise, it's awful. Uh, so, they receive also an update on Jamie. The small council is not uh, uh, inclined to accept the deal and apparently Cersei is a master of ripping up <laughs> offers yeah
0: I, I definitely appreciated that because she's done yeah. that before she did that with Ned Stark's uh or uh with uh King Robert's will
1: yes absolutely uh, pretty great mm-hmm. uh, more, only enjoyed it. there's uh no dice on the deal they're not she's not interested and it's apparent that she's uh, leading the small council, and the rest of them have little no power outside of her will. Uh, they also receive a correspondence from Mormont, who uh, is requesting men for the Night's Watch. He describes, uh, or at least uh, tries to convey them, to them that the dead are rising and that he was attacked as chambers. Uh, but, of course, Picel knows better than that. Uh, Tyrion is the only one who appears to believe him. Uh, the rest kind of chalk it up to grumpkins and snarks and ignores requests, and that's about the end of the scene.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, the one thing I thought uh, was funny, and they didn't highlight it, and it's a different character in the book, but this guy, Altoid Lannister, he had to go all the way to King's Landing from wherever in the north to carry the peace terms, and now he's got to go all the way back. (laughs) Yeah. You would think they would just send somebody else, but I guess honor compels him to go back into captivity, um, which is just crazy to me.
1: It's also funny that he knew that these terms were going to be rejected in yeah, the first so that's place. that's just like,
0: hey, do you yeah. want to drive to California and then come right back the next day? No.
1: That's not send something a I to do. Yeah. I, I don't know why they don't just send a raven. so Or send
0: somebody else. Say, hey, can uh, one of the other, uh, you know, the third cousins of the Lannisters go deliver this message if somebody important has to do it? I don't know. It's just I felt bad for the guy um, to have to go all the way back, you know, because it takes weeks and shit to get there. I know the show Absolutely. doesn't uh, really do that, but uh, but yeah, obviously uh, the big key here, and I will say the show does a bigger, the uh, better job of this than the books about reminding us of the threat of fucking zombies and white walkers from the north, and that's pretty much how this ends. Um, and at least uh, Tyrion's taking it seriously, but you know he gets caught up with all the bullshit politics, and he you know forgets all about this, so.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: That's the big takeaway from that scene. All right, so then we go to Craster's Creep, creep, and um, we have this interesting segue here because at the end of uh, the previous scene, Cersei says, I have full confidence in the brave men of the Night's Watch, and then we cut straight to Pip and Grin talking about whether dead people fart when they die. Um so I didn't
1: I didn't even pick up on that transition. That's a very good point. You're absolutely right about that.
0: Yeah, it was actually a, a decent like uh, bit of humor. I mean, once again, this show is rarely laugh out loud funny. When I say funny, um normally it's them trying to be humorous uh and only occasionally succeeding. Um but uh we we get this uh conversation where Sam turns out Sam is still a pussy hound. Can't stop talking about girls, how you know, watching them walk away. He sounds like a real stalker and a creep, um, yeah. but he can't stop <laughs> looking and, and obsessing about Crassers wives and the girls there. Uh, Which
1: they're, they're this waddling trash. That's they're just wrapped in like burlap. Socks. Yeah, it could be, it could just yeah, be a dude,
0: a skinny dude with long hair. You can't see anything. I was thinking the same thing. I was just like,
1: and also on top of that, he, Sam is after these uh, victims of domestic abuse or like a, incest rape. I mean, just say Sam is going for the lowest, the lowest common denominator.
0: hanging fruit uh, possible yeah. no, the mean, fruit
1: has already fallen from the tree and their dad <laughs> banged it it's awful
0: it is pretty awful but you yeah. know Sam's a pussy hound so what can you do um but one of I them just get girls. <laughs> one of them gets scared by ghost uh, and Sam steps in and shoos him away and saves the day the girl says he's brave we find out the girl's name is Gilly. This is the second half of the power couple that will become silly, and we learn that Gilly is pregnant, and she fears for her baby's life. Um, Sam and Gilly approach John and ask for help uh, spiriting her away from this rape incest torture house that she's uh, lived in her entire life. Oh, you forgot baby killing. Yeah, and baby killing. Well, not baby killing, baby Baby abandonment. uh, uh, Adoption. Yeah,
1: the White Walkers adopt the babies. I mean, the babies
0: are fine.
1: And they don't exactly <laughs> oh, kill man. them. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I think you're right on that one. I think
0: it's just your, uh, you know, cultural differences shining through there, you know. Sure. Uh, but yeah, uh John, you know, refuses to help. Uh he was given a, a pretty uh, stern talking to from uh Gior Mormont the uh previous episode about how if he wants to lead, he has to obey and this is, you know, a friend of the Night's Watch, but uh, Sam reminds him that you can't steal a person, <laughs> and John feels real bad, but he still refuses to help, and that's how that scene ends.
1: Well, it's also not practical. I mean, they're they're going to be ranging up beyond the wall, they're right? Kind of if pregnant. they were if they there. were
0: going back to the wall, which you know they eventually do, it would be more practical, and that's you know that's what happens. But I don't think
1: they do it either way because they know how. Night's Watch knows how awful Craster is, and they don't do anything about it because apparently his keep is so integral to making these uh, rangings beyond the wall.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like an emergency outpost, you know. I imagine if, you know, uh, uh, we don't know how far away in the show, but uh, it seems like it's the only port in the storm, essentially, uh, in the north. Otherwise, you know, it's camping outside in the fucking awful frozen tundra of the north. Yeah. Which sounds pretty awful. So this guy's at least I mean, letting them, letting the night's watch stay there and maybe feeding them occasionally. So
1: if you if you drill down, actually he isn't that <sighs> leads to the revolt later with uh, that one weirdo. But I, I, I mean, if you drill down on yeah, if you drill down on this, I don't think it makes a lot of sense. But for the purpose of the story, I mean it. it I, it, I, I think thought it the kind same thing. Exists. Even
0: reading the books, yeah. I was like, this just doesn't add up. Like I understand yeah. that this is a valuable outpost, but why not? set up a real outpost with like 5 or 10 dudes i mean obviously they would be sitting ducks but i mean some kind of like uh something anything could be better than uh relying on this fucking um uh, weird molesting incest like fucking uh the hills have eyes uh, you know, character that is Craster. I don't understand. Other
1: than the fact that he's an informant, like we talked about right. last. Yeah, he's but I don't even know why scene. he would have that much knowledge of wildlings, but who knows? Uh, I so, don't many so next we go to the world's worst Khaleesi and her and her horsey gang out in the, stranded in the desert. A horse returns with one of her blood riders' heads. Um, I forget that dude's name, but we've seen him quite a bit. So have we? Uh, I'm sorry? Have we? I I, I wrote, I yeah, don't, I don't understand... Him. He's been near, uh, I think that was the dude that was near Cal Drogo Fairmount. And then he's the one where just like a rando uh, Blood Rider has spoken to Khaleesi, or it's been th- that guy, I think, but I could be wrong. That's all those people look alike to me. Um, so everyone's Oh, whoa, obs-
0: whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. <laughs> uh, this podcast uh, does not represent.
1: Uh, that is, of course, uh, an ironic uh, joke. Uh, oh
0: so it was a joke about racism instead of a racist nope. joke i don't understand the sure. difference
1: uh so i think it's like that the we've seen the guy several times i think yeah he but they didn't show his face so he- i i
0: i think it was the guy that she said like at the heartfelt goodbye she sent three yes. people away but she was it was the one guy that she went up to and said please don't fail me yeah um, rat
1: tail rat tail and then yeah, he has the rat whip. tail yeah yeah rat tail whip and so, um, everyone's upset, i guess I think his I guess his wife, or I don't know what their relationship yeah, I don't I'm completely Uh-oh.
0: lost. That's the one thing i take away is like this girl is very upset, and it seems like this was supposed to be very emotionally impactful, and it wasn't because no. I don't know who this girl is besides one of her like handmaids. I don't know her relationship to the rat tail guy. I didn't see the rat tail guy's face when he was like I saw like his head. Uh, I didn't know his name, so all this emotional turmoil was lost on me. It was just, I think, the main thrust was to show how dire the situation was. Right?
1: Yes, yeah. precisely. Uh, that's exactly what it was. But uh, I mean, this is a this is a scene where I, one of many in this episode, where I didn't really care. And yeah, it just exactly. Kind of, it was a waste of time. And it just kind of reinforced what we already knew
0: yeah I mean they're fucked they're in the middle of the desert wandering around this guy coming back as a failure do I feel any worse no she just gave birth to dragons it's not like she's gonna die and every single no offense to the family members of you know if anybody's in the audience and their family members were in this calazar yeah, if they no were offensive. if they were the cousin of rat tail horsewhip if every person died besides uh Danny and maybe Jora in this little party, I wouldn't give a fuck. So, yeah. uh, and I knew that Danny wasn't gonna die in the books and watching the show. She just literally gave birth to three dragons. How bad could it be?
1: Yes, like she's gonna get. And out also, of the this week. is one of these scenes where it seems like filler because r- r- the next scene that I, I don't think, th- think she, I don't remember offhand if we see her again. This scene, but th- th- at any time when we see her again, she could say, "Oh, none of my writers have returned." Right. Let's go do this other thing. I mean, it's that simple fix and you don't waste three or four minutes. I mean, I I understand what they're trying to do. I just didn't care. Right. Exactly.
0: I will say that I understand what you were trying to do. It just didn't work. Um, Mm -mm. So let's just, let's just stop it there and we'll move on. Unless you have anything else to say about this awful scene. Please go. Okay. So we're on the boat to the iron islands is and Theon is uh, banging a girl who may have a case of the downs, or just maybe a little homely. I don't know.
1: He's but, banging some horsey broads. I'll yeah. tell you. Yeah.
0: He, yeah. And then he hits on, and we'll get to it. He'll hit on he it. He, he even tells her to smile with her
1: mouth closed. It's
0: pretty awful. It reminds me of that scene from uh, Rest Development when Job is uh, hooking up with the oh, yeah. um, secretary. And he's Kitty. like, all right, lights on. No, lights off. Glasses lights off. on. <laughs> Glasses on. Kitty. Yeah. Spring break. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is basically just, it's just showing Theon being a terrible person, uh, basically having his way with this, the captain of the ship's daughter, um, and just being a terrible person. And he's building it up in his head of how great his return to the iron islands will be. Um, you know, just setting himself up for a letdown, which happens later in the episode. But, um, the real question here is, I know I had all sorts of, I want, thematically Theon to be the king of the Iron Islands still. And um, the show has obviously diverged from the books, but I still think it's possible. And one of the things that people are pointing to is that Theon had a lot of kids out of wedlock before he lost oh. his dick. And this could be one of them. Uh, he could have totally gotten this girl pregnant. I don't think he was pulling out and making uh stomach pancakes. I think he was completely blown shooting ropes inside this girl and uh, it is possible (laughs) he was full on Peter Parker uh, web slinging inside this girl's
1: womb that's the last one
0: okay Uh, but no he could have totally impregnated this girl Uh, and you know the Iron Islands really don't care it's all salt wives and uh, whatever the other ones are um, well, the ones at home are the ones for breeding, and the salt wives are the ones when you're not breeding. Apparently,
1: <laughs> I guess I don't know. He yeah. explains it all, and we, once again, we don't care. Um, yes, and this is the second scene in a row I didn't give a shit about. Yeah, this one even less so than the prior scene seemed to do anything other than set Theon up for the kind of fall when he arrives at the Iron Islands. But ah, just, right. this wh- is just another what? This is
0: another scene of a character or a protagonist that. We are not rooting for it particularly, and I understand that's part of the, the show is to get you to like these people, but it's pretty rough when you put, them, put like this back-to-back. Maybe you slip a Tyrion scene in here. I don't
1: know. Well, Doug, it's about to get worse. Yeah, I know, and then go- we have a third one. This is <laughs> yeah, awful. All right, take they, it from they here. They just bowl a turkey, uh, so they go to Littlefinger's brothel. And somebody's banging someone. Uh, somebody else is peeping on that person getting a book job. <laughs> and then Littlefinger the ba- peeping on that guy. Yeah, you know, he's probably touching himself. He's pocket pool. Uh, so uh, he hears a customer's upset because Roz is crying. And uh, she <laughs> – that Littlefinger replaces Roz with another prostitute who just finished blowing someone. Or and or if was, he had
0: a run in with the web slinger himself.
1: God damn, that was revolting. It
0: was revolting. It wasn't it, like something about Mary. Something about Mary, uh, the only other time I've seen Jiz portrayed, um, I don't know, and it wasn't just passing, it was like part of the element that was interacted with. Uh, that was at least funny. Um, this was just disgusting. It was just, and it was like over the top vulgar.
1: I, I think, I mean, th- this, I think this is part of what the D and D's humor is sometimes, or at least yeah. what they're going for in the show, is kind of this bro stuff. Where like the the only joke is, "Dude, she totally had jizz on her mouth, and then kissed the other dude. It's gross." Yeah, gross. But it's not actually. There's no humor beyond that. And yeah, you could argue. It, I was
0: trying to. I was trying to justify this in my head, or as if I was D and D and thinking, "Well, this is just showing you how crude and disgusting whorehouses uh, were back then, and probably still are today." Uh, I think that's a fucking flimsy excuse for. This so is awful they're not making
1: commentaries on the conditions of <laughs> poor houses. They don't give a fuck. I think they were trying to make a disgusting semen joke and they accomplished in making that disgusting semen joke. And it's not funny. Nope. Um, so moving on Um to, uh, little finger talks to Ross. He tells her to Taylor Swift, this thing and shake it off. Otherwise there's going to be consequences. He describes basically uh, him selling a prior prostitute to a depraved customer who presumably killed, tortured, maimed, raped, who knows what, to the to the former prostitute. And if Roz doesn't get it together, then that's going to be her fate. And, again, the scene is like, what are you doing other than showing right. maybe little fix, cruelty, and ambition, and only caring about the bottom line, but just dumb. I don't care. Right, What's and it
0: says horrible threat of sexual violence once yes. again. And it wasn't needed. It was an invention for the show
1: that involves horrible sexual violence. Um and yeah I didn't know I mean I I already knew that about Littlefinger. I don't think we we had any question about that. I mean maybe they're try don't, uh, one of the things I thought of was maybe they're trying to create this arc where we think Littlefinger's ruthless and he gets more ruthless than more ruthless. Yeah, I think com- it would have been better if in- we
0: didn't know how terrible of a person Littlefinger was so that when he does terrible shit later to characters that we fucking care about it would have been more of a surprise. Like he reveals his hand, like a game of poker, going, you know, straight flush, motherfuckers. I don't know. Well, there, there, is like, this,
1: there is, I mean, th- there is an arc, somewhat arc to that, in that we also later see him sell Roz to Joffrey as his first kill when he finds out that that Ross is, uh, it, it turns state's evidence. You all know? right.
0: I don't remember anything about the Ross plot because I was so, uh, angry about it as huh. a show character. Um, so. As it comes up, I'm sure, you, please reiterate this and, you know, Mark... You concern. will remember
1: Joffrey shooting and killing I remember her,
0: it, I remember yeah. Joffrey killing her, but I don't remember what led up to it. I just remember the relief going, thank God she's out of the picture.
1: Oh, terrible.
0: But I, you know, in my... Mo- <laughs> in remembrance, the breasts of Roz... God... <laughs> She was a terrible character, guys. She's awful. Nope, she was
1: a good character, and you can send your hate mail to yeah, Doug at of Thrones. At Doug is a piece of crap. Dot com. All
0: right. Okay. So, uh, anything else on this scene? No.
1: Third in a row. Third four. in a
0: row of a turd, and this is once again. How can you make it better? We're, we should all over the show sometime. Uh, delete but, it. But yeah. Well, no. You could have. You didn't even need the scene at all. I don't. I don't understand what the yeah, scene accomplishes. It. Yeah. Exactly. Just delete this, and then maybe put in. Um, this Tyrion scene between uh, Danny and uh, the Iron Islands thing because it's just uh, this scene too. Okay, so we have Tyrion's dining room scene where Tyrion is finishing dinner with Janos Slint, and in the book it does such a better job of Tyrion like chumming it up and making Janna Slint laugh and convincing that Jano Slint uh, that Tyrion is Janna Slint's friend, and they didn't do that at all, which I really enjoyed in the books. Um, he just plays him for a sucker. He gets him drunk and pretends to be his friends. Uh, his friends, so he spills the guts and he asks him about the killing of all the bastards and the beheading of Ned Stark. Um, and then just insults him, banishes him to the Night's Watch, uh, and replaces him with Braun as the new commander of the City Watch. Um, we also get the great line uh, about... Afterwards, after Janice Lint is out and on his way to the Night's Watch... Bran, would you kill a newborn baby in her mother's, you know, ripped from her mother's chest without question? He's like, not without question. I'd ask how much, um, which is a great line from the books. But other than that, this scene was, uh, wasn't great either. Um,
1: no, and I think they really missed an opportunity here because I think this would have been a good scene to show Tyrion really just being able to chew up your average person and spit him out. Right. As they kind of did in the book, and it was really like, Hey, Slint is so stupid. I'm going to like trick him within two sentences, more right. or less.
0: Right. It was just it yeah. wasn't drawn out. It was just this is what's going to happen. I'm removing No,
1: him. It, it it could have been Tyrion really getting to the bottom of who gave the order. Um, you know, it also really roasting him on the betrayal of Ned because yeah. part of the motivation at least. I mean, I think Tyrion realizes what Slint is, uh, but also part of that is because Slint I guess is supposed to protect the candidate or is under the uh, the uh, umbrella of the king, the hand of the king. Um, and he completely betrayed Ned uh, on money. I, I guess money. Um, even though we know for Littlefinger pays the gold cloaks. Right. So actually, can, can you explain the, the relationship of the hand of the king and the gold cloaks a little bit further? Well, I mean, the hand of the king
0: is basically the vice president of the, the situation. And when the, okay. you know, can act and do whatever, he wants, uh, obviously, um, you know, if, and once again, if the hand of the king, um, went up against the guy who pays the night's watch or the, whatever, the city watch, there would be conflict. They'd be like, okay, who do we go with our commander in chief or the guy that pays our checks? And in the, um, in the book and in the show, they get Janice Slint. They just little finger convinces Janice Slint to come to his side. Um, so,
1: I guess, I guess my, my, str- my more straightforward question is the hand of the king isn't explicitly the head of the city watch. No. Okay. Got it.
0: Nope. But, uh, you know, and in the books, he, is, he appoints somebody else, you know, a trusted leader in the night's watch that's just more um, complicit with Tyrion. But uh, cool. because they want to keep Braun around, and I don't mind this, you know, if you're going to bring, you know, you're going to keep anybody around, might as well keep Braun around.
1: Um, yeah. Yeah. So I also wonder what was Bron's motivation in becoming the uh, the head of the night or the city watch because mm. you know because it, it would seem that Bronze should have was already promised all of these things. I guess he hasn't really received them yet. So why is he going to going to now take on this enormous obligation and wh- why would he continue to expect things that are not being given to him? I mean it does it is him obtaining more power moving up along the ladder, as Littlefinger phrases it. But I, I don't know that I necessarily understand why Bron wants this amount of of obligation.
0: I mean, it's a show invention, so uh, it's really just yeah. an excuse to keep uh, Bron around. And like I said, yeah. if you're going to invent anything from the show, this is a decent excuse. That's it. I mean, it doesn't make sense otherwise. I mean, uh, you know, Bron just seems to be down for whatever is going to profit him. Um, sure. But you would think, you know... It would have been nice to have a discussion with, with Tyrion. Okay, well, when are you going to pay me? How much do I get now? And in the books, we we slowly see him getting all reaping all the rewards from uh, helping out the Lannisters. I mean, he gets this huge castle. And I mean, that's somewhat alluded yeah. to in the show. Um, barely. But, barely. But yeah, I have no idea what his motivations are here besides just wanting to milk the cow that is Tyrion for all it's worth. But no um,
1: milks come out yet in the show.
0: In the show, yeah, yeah he's, other, it's just other than title. other than
1: title and obligation, he, he's not. He hasn't gotten anything out of it. Yeah, Seems the Lannisters
0: me. always pay their events, their debts eventually. Maybe if you're still alive,
1: unless um, they can get you killed first. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like the hill tribes. Yeah. So then we go back to the uh, prisoner parade on the way to the wall. Uh, Hot Pie and his uh, pal are discussing whether to turn Gendry in, um, and apparently. Hot Pie, surprisingly, has not kicked someone to death by kicking his balls because he doesn't know shit about actual fighting or killing or death. No, I've seen
0: that once in uh, on um, 4chan. Oh, God.
1: <laughs> so I guess uh, we're supposed. this is supposed to be funny. Uh, I'm, I'm not really sure that it is or not. Um, and I think, Doug, that both you and I have different definitions of funny. Um we like weird, weirder humor. So I, I can see how somebody thought that they, these, this conversation was humorous. I just didn't find it all that funny. Yeah. Do you uh,
0: understand people who like, uh, like Jimmy Kimmel and
1: you know, um, Jimmy Kimmel. I think Jimmy Kimmel is generally oh, funny. I don't Jimmy. Yeah, or what about, what about, um, but I haven't, then again, I haven't watched him in 20 years. And if you say point to the man show, I'd say, wait a second, that is pretty terrible. What's the other one who,
0: other guy who does late night, who's not funny from SNL? Jimmy Fallon? Uh no. Like, I think he Jimmy Fallon's terrible. got good writers, but he himself is not funny. But, like, I just, like, some people find things humorous, and I just, I look at them like a robot. I'm like, why are you laughing? That, like, I can understand things yes. that are clever sometimes, like, when things, like, add up, like it's a math problem, or there there's a callback. Uh, I don't know. We definitely have, uh, I'm not going to say refined, because that sounds pretentious. Uh, uh,
1: yes, uh, yes, that's exactly. This is uh this somebody who watches Big Bang Theory might think this conversation was funny. How about uh, yeah. that? Uh, yeah, correct. Or That's some idiot mind. that we know who likes Mike and Molly and King of Queens.
0: The King of Queens <laughs> thinks it's hilarious. Yeah. Laugh out loud, funny.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, on the fifteenth, watching. Yeah. Uh, so then after this conversation, um, Gendry and Arya kind of have a discussion about what just happened. Gendry says that 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 the explains to Arya that the King of the Hand. Or two kings of the hands i don't know how to pluralize that properly came to look for him both ended up dead it's kind of a rehash of what we already know of course then gendry asks Arya about her story and she he knows that she's a girl and he asks uh, or she explains to him who she is and it, it that was i i did like the interaction between the two of them right and i do like that, that gendry keeps his mouth shut gendry is a straight ahead guy um, and I think it's it's very easy to like Gendry in general as a character. So, right, but, again, but again, combined with the earlier scenes, we know this stuff. So, yeah, the scene was kind of lost on me. But the, then again, the characters didn't know this stuff. So, I'm willing to give a, the second half of this scene a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. I just didn't the the humor in the beginning. The whole, the whole hot pie and his weird looking friend. I just don't care about.
0: I agree, uh, and uh. I- uh, this is just like kind of like adorable because you have, you know, Ned and King Robert were pals back in the day, and now his kid and you know Ned's kid and Rob's kid. Oh are, I, yeah, however. I didn't think about that angle. Yeah, That's a good absolutely. Idea. It's yeah. a huge angle mm-hmm. here. Um, these people are just naturally they're genetically predisposed to be friends. Yeah, mm-hmm. but no, but you can see Gendry is basically the best parts of Robert or. Like, you know, even like I could see, uh, somebody like Gendry turning into Robert, you know, that sounds awful, but you know, uh, we don't know what Robert was like when he was younger. Um, you know, probably a little bit, you know, more, um, entitled because he was like raised as a Lord and stuff. But, uh, you know, Gendry's a good guy and you know, he is King Robert's son. Um, so you got to think that Robert must've been something like this, um, I don't know. I just I just find it um, interesting from that angle at the very least. But yeah, not a great scene, but compared to what we had to endure, um it wasn't bad.
1: Yeah, it, the, the and the humor, the second the humor in the second half of Gendry saying that he has to call her a lord or, or lady. That that yeah. stuff was actually pretty funny, I thought. I
0: shouldn't said the word uh, cock or something like that in front of Yes, you, stuff, yes stuff exactly. Like that that, that yeah. is good. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And uh and uh, by the way,
0: spoiler alert oh, there will be spoilers by the way guys for uh the rest of the episode as well as possibly the end of the series and everything that's, in the, book. that's
1: the dumbest thing i've ever heard so uh people apparently- listen to this
0: show i've got i've heard from uh night prior to watching th- this yes. episode night watcher 125 on twitter says thank you for telling me about the show i can't afford hbo my mommy uh is a waitress and we can't get hbo Thank you for telling me how the show goes. I'm never read the book because I can't afford a library card um and I'm enjoying hearing about it from you
1: so there you go it exceeds 140 characters it was in three um, posts okay apparently Gendry has been spotted in the uh, in the Irish airport where a lot of these oh, people Oh, yeah
0: who cares yeah Gendry's gonna come back into it
1: but uh, the other the other rumor is though. There's been, just been a photo of him in a boat rowing and that's all that's merged
0: up. Wow. Okay.
1: So go ahead. Take all right. us to the next scene. So
0: uh then we go to the Iron Islands and uh Theon's yeah. expecting a parade um when he gets off the boat and absolutely nobody's there to greet him.
1: That, that shit old, is great. great. the bands there. <laughs> After all is like they're gonna celebrate me and that yeah. that was that was awesome. I that was great,
0: that. yeah. Uh and uh He's like, what's that? The uh, old man's like, what's that ship carrying? He's like, you know, some exotic fruit, mirish lace, and the heir to the fucking Iron Islands. He has two thumbs, and it's this guy. <laughs> and the uh, the old man is not impressed, says he doesn't like oranges or whatever, or um, wine is a lady's drink, uh, which yes. is pretty good. Uh, so he's getting, um, you know, no respect there, just like Rodney Dangerfield. Um, guys, the older, the uh, younger people in the audience, just Wikipedia Rodney Dangerfield, and uh, you can watch uh, what is it back to school? That one's all right.
1: No, watch his watch his actual stand up. It's it's incredible. Is it good? i never seen Yes, it. he's great.
0: I don't like black and white stuff though. So uh, okay,
1: then watch him in Caddyshack. He's Shack, yeah. Okay, he's so fucking train and Caddy Shack. Jesus Christ, he's great in Caddy Shack. He sends this
0: old man off to get a horse, and then um, a, another, a second homely-looking girl approaches him, um, and says she recognizes him as the you know as Theon Greyjoy, and offers to escort him to um, Pike. Um, even though we saw Pike coming in on the boat, um, it's explained in the sh- the book a little better. Yeah, Pike's on a fucking rocky ass. You know, outcropping. It's a ridiculous castle, but there's nowhere to like pull in a boat, no safe harbor there. So they have to like, you know, pull in the harbor miles away and then ride horses to get to the fucking castle. So, um, so he's riding with this chick and they're immediately
1: flirting. He also, but before they get on the horse, he's already spitting game about how he's going to teach her lessons. (laughs) It's all fucked up. Yeah. In in the book,
0: she's a little bit more aggressive too. I think she straight up grabs his crotch. Um but in this we have uh Theon uh behind her on a horse and he's furiously massaging her lower stomach, it appears. Like uh I don't know. It's it's funny, like, in the age where we have so much easy access to real pornography, when you see like softcore stuff like this, you're just like, oh, well, what is he doing? That's not what that's not happening. But anyway, it's supposed to be Theon's groping at this woman and we find out it's his sister. Oh no. Gross. And, um, they get to Pike, they meet his dad. His dad's disappointed with him. Doesn't trust him. Thinks he's more stark than Greyjoy. Um, says he will not be given a kingdom by Rob Stark. He will take what is his and pay the iron price for it. And the iron price just means I'm not going to work for a living. I'm just going to kill and rape. <laughs> um and get all that rape money, um to buy stuff, um and you know these it just shows how the Iron Islanders are pieces of shit, uh, in my opinion. But you know,
1: no, they absolutely are. I mean, th- I don't think there's any question about it. Despite despite what Jermaine has to say, yeah. I mean, they're terrible. I mean, they just take. They don't produce at all. Um, and the the dad's a complete dickhead. I mean, the dad. The only reason Theon is with the Starks he's is because victim, yeah, Valon right. led a rebellion against the, the crown and it's was victim put blaming. Down.
0: It's victim-blaming. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, you yeah. shouldn't have been wearing that. You deserve... You got everything you deserve, you know. Uh, instead of acknowledging his own failures as a fucking shitty king and a stupid yes. fucking rebellion, he's blaming Theon for uh, living with the Starks for a decade.
1: The, the majority of his life. So yep. I, I mean, I get that, that he still resentful that his rebellion was put down but at the same time the lack of self-awareness the fact that he was rebelling against the crown is is kind of baffling especially because he was allowed to keep his life yeah. um, but i mean theon is a product of this asshole's rebellion theon's not a product of the starks you know
0: and and I, and I don't like the casting here i feel like um baylon joy could have been like you know compared to like uh, tywin this guy's not very threatening. He just seems like a, you know...
1: Seems a, like a weenie.
0: Yeah, a wiener. And, you know, somebody's just like, get off my land, but you don't even think he'll shoot you if you got on his land. You think you just, like, call the <laughs> cops.
1: Get so, like, seem- off my land!
0: So he doesn't even seem to be that threatening of a, a of a father. He just seems more like a little pissy, whiny uh, brat. Um think they could have done I, and better. And I'm sorry, Doug,
1: to, to, to bring it back, I, I'm surprised that you didn't recognize... The mountain dougie theme from uh mr show when david <laughs> i didn't want to acknowledge it because most of
0: our audience uh wasn't born when mr well, show was on the
1: air there's a certain man uh with the initials tr who's a regular listener who i think will appreciate the theme
0: <laughs> okay that one guy um out of the thousands the hundreds of thousands of listeners we have
1: tr we're doing it for you buddy okay
0: all right so uh there's nothing else about the iron islands uh, where do we go next
1: well, actually, uh, you didn't really finish the scene. So, oh, what happens? Theon uh, communicates the offer of uh, if Balon joins Rob's army, then Theon yeah, refused
0: him- because he didn't want to be given a uh,
1: yeah, yeah. But then they also Balon says that Yara will lead this army, and we don't or lead the attack. We don't really get any idea what the attack he's referring to is, and then they kind of storm out. Uh, Baelon and Yara kind of storm out and, and say that Yara's going to lead the army, but we're not given. We don't know what that means at all. Well, um, well, because I mean, when he, he says joining.
0: he's going to pay the iron price for his for his uh, for his kingdom, it makes you think he's going to start a second rebellion. And that's that's all what we it know. sounds like to me. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah, all we yeah, know yeah. at so I, this I point. What highlight? That okay, yeah, it's it's a good point. So yeah, yeah the Greyjoys are not going to side with King Rob unless. Theon can pull one out at the magic hour and he's given an incredible blow to his uh, self-esteem and ego here. So, um, yeah, they're going to pull something and oh yeah. And they mentioned the Lannisters. Um, he says, well, you know, because I think that's where they attacked in their first rebellion. They fucked mm-hmm. up Lannisport, um, and burnt the Lannister fleet. Um, and I guess Theon assumes that's when that, uh, that would not That's be what the attack idea. is going to be. Yeah, yeah. And Balon says it's not going to be there. So um, Yeah.
1: So in other words, we've they're going to attack something. We don't know what it is. We do know that Yara is going to alert. attack. And Theon is not going to be involved at all, apparently. So So if moving on. I we have Theon,
0: a- if I was Theon, I'd be like, uh, I don't know, maybe I give it a day and then I would go back home. <laughs> I would go back yeah. to Winterfell. Just going like, fuck. That didn't work out.
1: Uh, no, but he doubles no.
0: down. Um, my dad's
1: a dick. It's a fucking dick.
0: Yeah. I'm 18 years old. Can, Fuck this.
1: I'm going to yeah, you 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 don't choose your biological family, but I can choose the Starks as right. my real family.
0: Yeah. At least they were well, giving me, you know, the weather wasn't as shitty. Uh, and they had like, I don't know, real food. And I had other, <laughs> other mating choices beside my sister. I don't know. Other
1: horse faced women. So <laughs> yes, <laughs> long series of them. <laughs> uh, so, it, actually, it, to to back it up to the ship, that was kind of striking. That that was one of the first um, unattractive women relative to the rest out of that we've seen. The uh, de- the de- 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 clothed. Yeah, I de- was de- thinking the same yeah. thing. I mean, like yeah. Yara is
0: definitely not. Uh, she's she's described as like uh, thin and lithe in the books, but she's still uh, described as relatively attractive, and uh, or. Asha in the books however
1: uh I was actually referring to the salt wife I know but salt I was life getting to that I was saying that out. like
0: as like as like uh not beautiful as Yara is th- the salt wife is just like an average joe or maybe lesson, which is uh, you know I give uh, we're all been desensitized to this shit about how like everybody in these shows looks gorgeous I mean uh Jora Mormont in the show in the book is a fucking hairy middle-aged uh somewhat uh round uh stout gentleman uh with wiry chest and back hair um, hey who's not he, right yeah i mean who's not at this age <laughs> but at the same time uh in the show he's a fucking older soap opera star looks like you know yeah uh uh what i think is a handsome looking dude and that's just me but i have weird yeah. taste um yeah. but it's you're right it's just odd that we were we were treated to such a um you know home other, other
1: than to make the point that that theon will just get it put it in wherever he can yeah
0: he's just boarding on a ship yeah. what else is he gonna do
1: yeah but and but that's also uh number four in the awful scene so moving on we uh, see Davos is recruiting a smuggler or pirate that he knows very well what's his salad bar saying um we see that Salazar, first emergen-
0: Salazar Salazar, huh? what salad bar Salad
1: saying. Okay, okay. <laughs> I like that. No, I think it's Salador saying. Salador Sal- something. Sal- yeah. Salador. So, Salador. So co- we see the first uh, Coach Davos emerging where he's giving these reasons to Salador as to why he should join Stannis' army, even though Stannis looks like probably the worst bet on the board. Yeah. Uh, which Davos has good reasons. and uh, We learn, a little, or at least we get some more information later that stannis is almost re- relying entirely on melisandre as opposed to the tactical advantages for instance having armies that are multitudes larger than his yeah so um Salvador wants to plunder king's landing or at least that's what Davos is recruiting him to do it's almost like a one last score kind of thing you know for uh, for a movie yep. um uh, kind of seems like he's getting along and doing okay Salador apparently only wants to bang Cersei, and this is weird yeah. because he just keeps saying, no, I don't want to rape her. I want to fuck her, and I can be very persuasive, and this kind of stunk of uh, Dennis Reynolds, from it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, It's the implication if you don't uh, – this, this is messed up, and I, I don't remember that – I don't remember – It being this kind of grotesque. Uh, I don't remember it either. Because I remember kind of thinking Salador Sano was kind of cool in the book, and I don't like him in the show one bit um, because this sounds like a guy who's... Well, could it have anything to do with
0: the color of his skin,
1: you fucking racist piece of shit? uh, Yeah, I mean, I don't don't know. No, shut up. (laughs) No, I, I don't... And that is also
0: kind of odd... Um, that they chose to cast the one black guy in the show as a pirate?
1: Yeah, and also uh, a weird... I, I don't know if it's a date conquer rape. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. It's
0: definitely strange. It's definitely but strange think, that he wants the, to have the, sex with though,
1: don't, don't, I think that so many people are rapists on this show that I don't know that we can really point to one, one specific color person.
0: I guess, but it, once it, again, this is like all show invention. I will say that I what I didn't like is... Uh Davos's kid being like yes. the, the Lisa getting, Simpson Let's of get into that. Yeah. Nah. Mm-hmm. He's he's just a buzzkill uh and his dad's like shut up let him if he thinks he's going to have sex with the qu- the queen let him do it. Uh which is what I would do. I was like, you know, sure, yeah, 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 we'll see. We'll see if we can uh set a nice date with her or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah whatever you want. Um but his son's you know trying to you know fuck everything up by being too pragmatic.
1: What a stick in the then, mud
0: that kid is, right?
1: Yeah. And then it turns out his son is also a, a religious fanatic of uh, of the the Lord of Light, and he entreats Davos to join the Lord of Light. I don't remember this from the books, and in fact, I don't remember watching. I don't remember this from the show. I don't remember this kid at all whatsoever. I mean, I know he dies during the Battle of Blackwater, and that was a big deal. But I do not remember this kid being on screen at all. The first, yeah, I don't remember. I <laughs>
0: I I was watching the show uh, this time, going, who the fuck is that guy? Uh, yes, literally. So I didn't remember him all, which shows you how uh fucking inconsequential the kid is.
1: Um, yeah, you know. Well, yeah, wait. This the the Recruiting of Salvador scene I think is important to the show. Yeah, or the, at least the arc of the show. But the the whole thing with the kid and joining the religion. I mean, maybe it's designed to show that Davos's devotion is just to Stannis, and he doesn't really give a shit about Rahor or or however you say that. Um, but I just, uh, that this is another scene where, I mean, a third of it could have been cut, get rid of his dumb son that I don't really care about. Yeah. Uh, and it just move on because the son serves no purpose other than to highlight that, that Davos is not completely on board with the religion, which I, I mean, I think we already knew pretty well. Yeah. Um, he's,
0: he, yeah. yeah, he's just there to counterbalance him and, and flesh out Davos, character, instead of having Davos talk to Stannis, which, we desperately need more of that, uh, you know, to set yeah. up not only Davos, but also Stannis. Um, yeah, and also
1: the com- the, co- the, the conflicts and the, they, they between the two of them, they have a very complicated relationship. And I, I don't know that so far on the show, I don't think it's it's conveyed that very well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of done that to these third parties, which is stupid. Just keep it to them, you know. It's not like the yeah. books where you could beander forever. Get to the fucking point. But anyways.
0: A little bit of waste. Yeah. Uh, and then we go to back to King's Landing for a scene between uh Tyrion and Cersei where um Tyrion's trying to get to the bottom of uh you know, did she order trying to did she order the the murder of all the bastard kids and Cersei's pissed at him for letting Janice go. Comes out that she didn't do it. Um you know, it uh it was probably Joffrey which is a change from the books. I think in the books it's definitely Cersei trying to consolidate power. Um, but then we also get this like just brother sister rivalry where she still hasn't forgiven him for killing um, her mother when her mother gave birth to Tyrion. So it's kind of fucked up.
1: Yeah I, yeah. I think there's more of the uh, n- nowadays, I, I think people be more uh, recognize what the difficulties of childbirth, whereas then I think, I think the show at least is to try to ascribe like some degree of uh, karma or, you know, magic or whatever. You're no, you the being idiots yeah. and, you know, yeah. it's lack of science yes. and just
0: like, I'm blaming you. You know, it's like, you know, it's like the thing, the, the bastards are terrible people because they were born out of wedlock. Yes, um, exactly. You know, like somehow the magic of um, having sexual intercourse outside of wedlock somehow imprints on the human being that's born and make them, I don't know, genetically inclined to be a terrible person.
1: Yeah, which is absolutely true. But there's all, no, no, no. no. Uh, So, but the other thing, I think that this scene also kind of stunk because in the book, there was a lot more intrigue regarding the replacement of the head of the Gold Cloaks. Yeah. This was a big deal. I mean, there were multiple characters that Cersei seemed to have in her pocket on the Gold Cloaks uh, or in the City Watch. And, Tyrion just replacing Slint, I guess, was a shortcut or an abridged version of that. But there was a lot more intrigue in the book. So this was was really kind of disappointing. But then again, I mean, other than eliminating the three, four, and then two or three half scenes that we've described that (laughs) were completely unnecessary. um, I mean, I guess that's what they could have done to fill it out a little bit more. And I don't know that the show necessarily did as good of a job as it did the books did to this point describing the power struggle and the maneuvering between Cersei and Tyrion to be the actual party in charge of King's Landing. I don't think we've gotten that really at all. No. And like I
0: said, I think I said it last week, but uh, book two is a little bit of a, um, it wasn't a bad book. It was a little bit of a letdown from book one. Um, but one of my favorite parts was Tyrion and King's Landing. I mean, almost every yeah. Tyrion chapter is fascinating. It's you like him. He's doing all these political machinations. He's outsmarting everybody, uh, and they just dropped the ball here. It's just a kind of a boring scene.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I th- I mean, again, I think they just abridged it, or shortcut it, and I think they really missed out. So, so uh, take us to back to uh, where is Stannis now? Stannis Let's is swear-
0: still in uh, Dragonstone, and he Dragonstone, is, yes. he's meeting in a weird small council with Davos, Davos's kid, and Melisandra. They're talking about whether or Salad Bar or Sans can be trusted. Um, and Sanus is very pragmatic. He's like, okay, well, if he does his job, he'll get rewarded, blah, blah, blah. He's, you know, very, uh, doesn't, he's deciding to go with it, but he's very pragmatic. Um, then CNS tells them to get the fuck out, the uh, the Davos boys. And he wants to be alone with Melisandra on the way out. Melisandre tells Davos' older, uh, oldest son, uh, that he's going to die burning, basically. Or basically, she says burning is the purest form of death. And we know later that he death by fire dies. is
1: purest fire. So, uh, do you think that's actually what she said to yeah, him? Yeah, absolutely.
0: I, I think she okay. saw his death in the flames, and she's telling him. Um, gotcha. I don't know why. That makes sense. Um, but I, I will say that her wig looks fucking ridiculous in the show. <laughs> <It> like, <does. laughs> like in the, later. Uh, you know, uh, I remember watching this show the past season or the season season five thinking her hair isn't that red. Uh, but it was so much better. It looks like her real hair that's just dyed. This is just like, you know, it seems like there's like, I don't know, five tons of hair, like five pounds of hair just like on top of her head and it's just way too much. But anyway... Um, there
1: are at least six Auburn horses just really upset right now. Yeah,
0: She looks like a My Little Pony uh, person. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. but,
1: but yeah, so
0: uh, she seduces Stannis and tells him... That she will give him a son that uh, will be mighty or a a sight to behold or something awful. And that's where we get the uh, shadow baby um, from the scene. They fuck right on the map of Westeros, which I imagine is an allusion to something that, uh, you know, I can't put into words.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this scene annoyed me. And I remember... um... I actually remember watching this a long time ago, the first time, and just being annoyed with her character. She th- keeps re- referring to the, this god, and armies are toys, and just none of it seemed grounded in reality. And it was striking to me with Stannis. I don't know how Stannis buys into all this crap, other than he doesn't really have any other choice, because he has not been able to raise the same number of armies as other people it's almost like he's going for the Hail Mary because he knows that he can't just grind his way down the field. Right. So I, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I, and, well, it, that's
0: my thing with why he's yeah. with Melisandre in general. Like I, I assumed in the books, it's not explained how they got together, but I assumed in the books that she showed him something, some magic.
1: And well, yeah, he, we saw it in this episode. <laughs> well, it,
0: but Zynga anyway, uh, <laughs> But that she showed him some real magic, and he doesn't necessarily believe in magic or gods, but he's willing to use whatever means necessary to get what he wants or what he thinks is rightfully his. Yeah. Um, Plus, I think she nails it. She's like, your wife disgusts you. Um, She's giving you nothing but daughters. I mean, it's more than likely a political marriage, all marriages of these lords were arranged marriages, not like, you know, they fell in love and decided to be together, you know. I mean, whatever. He's not. He's not a fan of his she, wife. She goes on about the.
1: She goes on about the wife quite a bit, and uh, it, we see in later episodes the wife is probably definitely the most de- the more devoted one out of the two of them. Right. So It seems odd that she's talking all this trash about the wife, other than to get get him to do it. Um. Which it was also a kind of a character betrayal for Stannis because I think that Stannis so far is the only person. It was not, we, we're not aware of him betraying any principle that he has whatsoever. I mean, the last episode made it a highlight to show how you have to put Kingslayer, but you also have to put Kingslayer in your Sir Kingslayer in your yeah. letter. You know, it's kind of a real betrayal of his morals, and it kind of breaks down what the aura of Stannis's uh, devotion to order and. Rightness. this. All right. She um, is,
0: she's just out of left field, which is why it's crazy. Like he is, uh, all about the rules and, you know, burning the, uh, seven yeah. is a little bit of going against, even if he doesn't believe, uh, in the seven or worship them, he's got to understand that the vast majority of the kingdom he intends to rule does. So yeah. it seems like a bad move. Uh, you just, can hear him just going,
1: well, you don't just burn the idols, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so it, it also seemed like uh, he was also um, maybe a two-pump chump, I think it looked like in the show.
0: Probably, I mean, come on. Yeah. Okay, and then we go back up to uh, Craster's creep, and John can't sleep. I guess he's got, I don't know, nightmares of skeletons and Frankensteins going on in his head.
1: I think uh, it's pronounced Frankensteins, but uh, go ahead.
0: Yep, and skeletons. Anyway, uh, he notices Craster... Uh, Sneak out of his house with a baby in, in hand and go off into the woods. So he follows him. Um, he loses them a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. Hears a cry of a baby and some weird, you know, rattlesnake sounds or some weird sound design bullshit. Um, just to let to be scary. And he runs forward, sees um, through the, the barks of trees. Uh, what we presume to be a white walker pick up the baby and recede into the woods. But before John's obviously scared and terrified, uh, but before he can react, Craster shows up and knocks his ass cold. Uh, And that's the end of that.
1: Yeah. A few things about this scene that I thought were interesting. First, I, I don't think that we know the white walkers that well. Uh, so this was still, when I think when I first watched it, this was still very creepy, like, what the fuck is that thing? I mean, yeah. you tied it back to definitely the opening scene of the first episode, but still, like, what is that? It makes no sense whatsoever that Craster is creeping out with his baby right now while all the, the yeah. uh, Night's Watch people are there. Absolutely. you think you'd wait
0: a day until everybody left, until left the Night's Watch just moved out, because they're not going to stay there. Just feed yeah, yeah. the baby. Put him on the nipple for a day or two, and then the, uh, adopt him. If them. the Nights
1: Watch isn't is in his tent, or like in the tents ar- or the tents around him, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Um, we also are not sure where the fuck this baby came from, and just like a line of exposition, yep. exposition would explain, especially because it could have been tied into Gilly being very afraid. Uh, for her potential male baby. Absolutely. Just one other uh, of Craster's wives could have been nameless, just saying, Oh, yes. I'm pregnant,
0: I'm I'm gonna go any moment, you know.
1: and, and also it could have been made uh, made Craster just be like, another one to feed, you know, like kind of that kind I of better thing. Better be a girl. You know, something yes. like that. Yes. Anything. You know, we would have more foreboding about whether the gender of the child is very important. Uh, we also don't have any clue whatsoever how this arrangement came yeah, about. Why the fuck is this happening? Why is so, he Please speculate on this, yeah, okay. over some, uh, some theories about this.
0: All right, so uh, it, it, I, I the way I think about it, it comes down to two possible uh situations. This is something the White Walkers have been doing for centuries, and uh, all the other wildlings just like let it fall out of fashion. And, and Craster's keeping it up, so he's a good, loyal man, or Craster was just putting his kids out, his sons out because he didn't want another mouth to feed that he couldn't. fuck. Um. Oh God. Yes. It. I mean. Uh, yeah. But that's the way it is. I guess. Uh, yeah. And, but uh, and yeah. he's putting these these children out just anyway to kill them, and they uh, get taken by the White Walkers, and the White Walkers leave them alone, whereas everybody else is getting their asses um, slaughtered, and all the other villages are dying. Um, it's one of the two. I le. I seem to think of the first one. I think that Craster somehow is in knowledge of this ancient agreement. Um, And
1: what did you say? He's a God-fearing man. He claims he's a God-fearing man.
0: Yeah, in the books he says he's a good godly man. Yeah. And I've said this before, you know, the only gods in the North that we know about are the trees, which you know, we don't want to get down that rabbit hole about whether, you know, the Children of the Forest and the you know, uh, the Three-Eyed Raven are in cahoots somehow or were in cahoots at some point, who knows. Uh, But in general how does Craster know how to fuck to do this? But He's obviously reached some kind of agreement with the White Walkers um, in which he gives them his sons and they leave him alone.
1: And I think that you, the first th- there is a third theory, uh, which is that somehow he is him personally has made, oh, yeah, a, made a personal pact with the White Walkers, which doesn't make any sense because I don't think we've seen the White Walkers speak like, to hey, anyone. Buddy.
0: Hey, 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 what's up?
1: Yeah. And I mean, why, why, why would the White Walkers just go steal people's babies? Yeah, why wouldn't they just take them? Why wouldn't they just kill everybody in the
0: village, take the male children and go? Um, It just doesn't make a lot of sense.
1: Yeah, so I think the first theory is the one that holds the most water. But then the other thing that this scene made me do is it maybe, or at least these two scenes actually at Crashers Keep in this episode, made maybe rethink the whole point of Gilly. And Gilly had more importance in the book. And this the show. I don't think she does anything other than kind of maybe push Sam along. That's it. But there is a lot of scenes with her for not a lot of point to that character. Yeah, in the yeah. book, you know, she
0: her baby is swapped with uh, Mance Raiders baby mm-hmm. in like season three or four, or in the book rather. Um, and that doesn't happen, so she's really ancillary to the plot. Like she has nothing to do with the main plot here at all. Like. It, she her whole thing is how she impacts Sam and makes him a better but I, person. And
1: I don't think that Sam anything that Sam did in the show, I don't think Sam couldn't have done by himself with without I mean, it would have seemed reasonable everything that Sam did, did in the show without Gilly, I think. Yeah, he could probably have maybe, been
0: motivated some other way. Maybe there was a, a dog or a puppy that needed protecting. I don't know. We uh, he wanted to
1: bang some other girl.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I guess that's the thing is there's no other girls around, and we know how much of a a poon hound, uh, Sam is. They've set it up yeah, several times. Yeah, he's supposed times. to
1: take on a, a single mother, waddling, trash bride.
0: <laughs> Jesus.
1: Girlfriend. Well, I, come on.
0: <laughs> but his pickings be slim north of the wall, let's just say that. Sure. All right, so uh, yeah, I think Gilly is uh, pointless for the most part, especially in the show. Um, she's just there for Sam to have somebody to play against and for Sam to uh, yes. be, be cur- courageous for um, to, yeah,
1: he, she provides some motivation, but right. th- it's not, th- she's not integral to anything, it doesn't seem like. Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, so, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and rate this this episode. Uh, we did talk about it a lot more, and I enjoyed myself a lot more on this episode, but uh, I still think it was kind of a stinker. Uh, I think it could have been improved yeah. by cutting some stuff down, maybe some moving stuff around. Uh, not a great episode, so I'm going to give it another 2.0. Um, I attempted to get I it 1.5, but I, I'm going to keep it at 2.0 cause I'm pretty sure it gets worse than this.
1: I, I agree. I think it was thin soup on this one though. This seemed like a second in a row placeholder episode, a, a lot of filling in things that we already knew a lot of scenes that could have been cut and you would have never even missed them whatsoever. But it did, it did lead to a lot of fun discussion. I think Yeah. And a lot of fun speculation. And I have so. a new
0: phrase, fish pie.
1: Yeah, oh, God. So, actually, what I'm going to give it is the opposite of a Chipotle burrito. What do you mean? Like an inside-out Chipotle burrito? No. No, because if you if you eat a Chipotle burrito, it's really good while you eat it. But then afterward, you get salmonella and listeria and whatever other diseases are communicable. Hey,
0: people at my Chipotle wash their hands at least once
1: when they arrive. Yeah. Well, if they wash their hands in rice and pork, it doesn't really count. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, it, 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 it's it's a fun episode to speculate on, and there were some moments, but God, there was so much shitty filler, and I uh, I give you the, the the equivalent of a 1.5. Oh, wow. Okay, so, yeah. And I'm out of sandwich. I'm really, that's, I don't want me to go to burritos yeah. this early, but... And once uh, again, I'm burritos or a- a- sandwiches, anything
0: about- between uh, bread or bread-like substances that involve meat or cheeses are filling yeah. are going to be yeah. called sandwiches going on. And hey, I mean, that could that's going to apply to pizza. Um, get ready for it. We will make them pizza ratings later on.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh,
0: okay. Well, uh, if there's nothing else, uh, I will say that I, I have a little bit of a renewed vigor for next week um, compared to last week. So I'm looking forward yeah, to I hope it's a good one. I hope it's a good one. I hope it's awesome. I hope that it redeems itself. I don't think so, but uh, we'll see how it goes. So, uh, this is Doug for Brian and the rest of the Ashamed of Thrones crew, which is nobody but mom. Thank you, mom. Uh, we will see you next Tuesday. Get hyped. Bye.